We shouldn't even be here. Oh no, I can't do his accent. Why are you why are you being Pippin? <laughs> Mr. Frodo, Mr. Frodo, I know it's all wrong. By your rates, we shouldn't be. No, I can't do it like that. I'm just gonna do it like yeah. a human. <laughs> We're keeping all this in, by the way. <laughs> okay, bye. Sam. I know. It's all wrong. By rights, we shouldn't even be here. But we are. It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo. The ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end. Because how could they be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad has happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing, this shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come, and when the sun shines, it'll shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you, that meant something, even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Frodo, I do understand. Folks in those stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't. They kept going, because they were holding on to something. What are we holding on to, Sam? That there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. Well, they actually came back there at the end. <laughs> at a certain point, it had to happen. Oh, my god! Good job. Good thanks, job. Thanks. I only have it unlocked for Mr. Frodo. <laughs> Mr. Frodo. <laughs> Mr. Frodo. <laughs> you sound like you're... Sean Connery? Mis Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. I mean... It wasn't... Uh, wasn't Sean Connery supposed to be, uh, wasn't he originally uh, offered Gandalf? I think you said that. And it's think impossible so. to imagine. Literally impossible to imagine. I think he, the only character I could see him be is Saruman. Maybe. Yeah, I, I could see that. Because there's sure. a, I mean, what Ian McKellen does so well is bring that glint in his eye. Like, I yeah. know something. And Sean Connery has that. You know, I'll completely tangential, but similarly on the same page. Paul Thomas Anderson, knowing to cast Burt Reynolds in Boogie Nights is like a genius move. You you never would cast that guy as a porn magnet, but you would. And like... Hey, did you see like that? It's so crazy. And I mean, it's his choice, I suppose. But it's like he like disowned that role because of his like religious beliefs. Like, did he, he really? Yeah, him him and PTA did not get along on set. Um, he, Whoa, I didn't like, know that. Even though this was like, I don't think maybe his only Oscar nominated role. But he did not. He didn't. You know, he didn't like obviously the porn industry. He didn't like like he does not like that movie at all. How did he get conned into doing it then? I think he needed it. Like, like, you know, his money. career wasn't what it was. Uh, and so I don't know, you know, 
I think he saw like some, I think he, I think deep down he knew it was like a good movie with a good script and a, you know, a young up and coming director at the time. And, but I just think like later on he was just like, ah, I don't think I should have done that. How interesting. Uh, it sounds like he talked to like one too many people who said you're, you're going to hell for this, you know? Yeah. He's an interesting man too, because he's also on record for having like, lost the love of his life in Sally Field. Like, mm-hmm. like he re- he openly said, like, I've screwed that up. That's It's my fault that relationship didn't work. And so I'm sure he tries to do his best to be, like, re- reflective on his life. That's interesting. I'm actually, yeah. I don't think it changes. Boogie Nights might be my favorite PTA movie. I um, think it, I mean, that's so tough. I do love Punch Drunk Love. I haven't seen um, uh, Licorice Pizza, and I don't. Oh, really I heard plan great things about it. I heard the opposite, honestly. Really? <laughs> yeah, I've heard like there's good moments, but then there's like very weird moments okay. in there as well. Maybe um, it's one of those things where people were trying to like drum up interest in it, so it actually got nominated for a, a, an Oscar or something. Like, yeah, best PTA movie ever. You know, like yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of have to now because you have very few directors. Even look at Martin Scorsese. It's like, yeah, he got Killers of the Flower Moon made, but he had to do it through Apple. Or, you know, he had to do The Irishman on Netflix. Is it they had to? Or were they just getting these offers to do it? Like, do you think Paramount turned? I don't think studios are going to give Martin Scorsese money anymore because they don't make money. Christopher Nolan... Uh, and I'm not the biggest Nolan fan. I like his movies. He's sure. obviously a good director. He is the only director now that I can think of that can trade on name. Like really, like the, like granted, Barbie Barbenheimer boosted everybody. It helped sure. everybody. Sure. Now I I think Barbie would have done well no matter what, and that's mm-hmm. not a dig on Oppenheimer, but it's a it's one of the biggest IPs in the world to a biopic about Robert, o- Robert I, Oppenheimer. I, I don't think Oppenheimer would have done any. I, I think it would have just because of Nolan. Um, I think oh. it would have done good. I don't think it would have done almost a billion like it did if it wasn't for Barbie like or, you know, Barbenheimer. But I do think like Christopher Nolan like is the only director now that can be a film by Christopher Nolan, maybe Tarantino, because Once Upon a Time in Hollywood did really good right before the pandemic. Sure. But that's the thing. It's pre-pandemic, so I don't know anymore. Because now with everything within a month, it's on streaming. A month, it's on video on demand. And so it's people be like, you know what? I can wait a month and not spend $100 at AMC for me and a date or me and my whole family to go. Or I can, you know... With my 70-inch 4K TV, I can spend 25 bucks and own the movie and watch it a thousand times at home. You know, this is reminiscent of um, some guy I was talking to years ago lamenting how the, the downturn of quality of music in, mm-hmm. and, and citing that the issue was that the music executives – of the of this era are the young hotshots who are like, oh, it's not going to make us money, and you know, it's not Britney Spears, it's not it's not these these people that are going to bring multi million dollar yeah. platinum. And, and he said the shift happened when the old record execs who were at the top, probably not amazing dudes, 
all things considered, but didn't really care about the music so much, but the bottom line in a different way. And so they would be like, oh, yeah, let's check out these Led Zeppelin dudes or like would give breaks to play like music. It sounds counterintuitive, but the less they worried about, is this going to be popular? Is this going to be a huge hit or not? The more they allowed for just artistry to come through and see what would break through. So it makes me think, are people going to Scorsese? Oh, yeah, we'll happily work with you, Mr. Scorsese. We can only give you a million dollars, though, because you're not going to make two billion on this investment. That makes me think that, like, people are a little too worried about the algorithm and the analytics of it all. Oh, that was that was like one of my favorite and most frustrating moments of the last season of Barry. Was that like um, I can't remember what her name was, but like the the and I don't want to call her like Barry's girlfriend because like this bigger character than that. But she gets a show on a streaming service, rave reviews, all these things. And then within like six hours, it's gone from the streaming service. And she's like, wait, what? Where's my show? Oh, my They're God. Like, well, it wasn't it didn't like get, you know, a lot of good, you know, dinkleberries on the on the on the review cast and like she's like what does that even mean she's like it's hard to explain but we had to pull the show and it's that's all it is like you see it's so funny like you see it's not funny but it's uh you see david zaslov you know oh we're gonna get rid of bat batgirl because it didn't test well um and nothing's working meanwhile they release black adam flop critical failure blue beetle Decent critical success, major flop. No one watched Shazam, it. Fear of the Gods, critical and um, box office flop. And Aquaman just came out. And no one's I talking lo- about it. No, it's it is made. It's flopping as well. I think it made forty five million dollars here. And then, you know, it's doing better overseas because of Momoa. But it's just like. It's so funny how they they ran the numbers and they're like, mm, it's it was literally just like we can make more money from the tax break from this, right? Than releasing it and you know maybe getting you know some HBO Max subscriptions and maybe a little bit of box office. We're guaranteed ninety million from like a tax break rather than taking any chance. And that's all it is. And I mean, I I'm not saying like oh in the golden age of there was no golden age of Hollywood. It's always been a business. It's always been about numbers. But it's so crazy that, like, these numbers men are running something that they clearly have no idea what they're doing. And that's why it's so funny just, like, the the de-glorification of, like, rich people and CEOs has never gone faster than, like, the last three years. I don't think that that matters to them. But I I think you're right that we're peeling... Let's put it this way. Rich people know what it takes to be a rich person to make this, to, to, to be in the industry. So, like, there's no unmasking for the, that amount of people. For us, especially with the strikes, we're seeing their gnarly teeth. Absolutely. I don't yeah. think it matters. They're in charge. <laughs> you know, David, they're making yeah, people money. Still, look, David Zaslav is still doing press conferences. Like, he, they just keep pushing forward. It's the Elon thing too, right? Couldn't be worse with businesses, but everyone still looks up to him, and and so it's just it is interesting. Um, it it makes me want to find find a way to connect this back to the things we're here to talk about, which is the three movies we just watched and deep dived into. I wonder 
how well, it, it'd be like it'd be like they they pulled up to the gate and like Sauron was like, well, you know, we had to cut budgets at Minas Tirith, <laughs> so it's like no, like there's no. Like, Soren is exactly who he is. There's no, like, oh, well, Soren wasn't exactly, you know, wasn't as bad as we all thought he was. I like that. I was actually more thinking, realistically, what kind of red tape did Peter Jackson have to deal with in order to get this? To Today, do you think this no. guy, Peter... Yeah. No. I know. There, it, it's... it. We saw, with, like, comic book movies, we saw a formula that was constantly happening where small director makes good small movie and he gets his big break right. in a in a Marvel movie because the studio doesn't will pay him a good amount, nothing crazy, and also, yeah, does he have a style? Does he have a vision? Cool. Don't care. You're going to do what we say. And we saw that over and over and over again. James Gunn seems to be the one that like managed to keep his voice with Guardians because I don't know if Marvel was like, "Oh, we need this to work because Chris Evans, Hemsworth, they're all due for a new contract. So we need to show that even if we don't have the Avengers, we can have the Guardians of the Galaxy. And it ended up working out. And so James Gunn got that, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to trust you to write. And then, you know, it worked out with that trilogy. But just like you see, you know, Edgar Wright was supposed to do Ant-Man and they fired him off of it or he left because he couldn't do what he wanted to do. And we've oh, definitely seen that with. We've definitely seen that with Star Wars where God, I can't even count how many directors have been hired and then fired. Right. Uh, I, I like I, I think Kathleen Kennedy's a good executive, but I mean, she can't not feed the trolls with everything she does uh, sometimes where it's just like, yo, like stop firing people like or just stop hiring people like you, you hire a director. It's so strange to me when like, oh, I really like this Ryan Coogler movie, Fruitvale Station and Creed like. That's good. All right, we're going to let you do a half of a movie, but don't forget to put the laser beams and the CGI fight with rhinoceroses at the end. It's like, that's, you don't hire, like, you got Chloe Zhao. Best picture winner, Chloe Zhao, to direct a Marvel movie. And you're like, eh, nah, never mind. It's like, yo, we are 30 movies into this have some faith in your audience but they don't and you can see the wear and tear and the fatigue that marvel is suffering i am yeah my whole brain is like on fire while you're like rattling off all this information and it's fascinating i think one thing a if you get chloe zhao's name in a press release on variety about them doing a marvel movie or whatever that's press that's good press your mm -hmm. stock goes up that day. You fire Chloe Zhao. You don't, she's not doing the movie anymore. Whatever. That's press. They're doing good. It's a good stock day. Or the trades are going out. So it's, it's even more so a business, it sounds like. And it sounds like they're also like, if they're hiring Ryan Coogler, right? And they're firing him. They're only hiring him for his name and seeing how far they can push him to execute their idea is what it's yeah. that's what it's making me sound and it's making me feel really disillusioned about the whole thing to begin with well i think like the biggest thing that I, in recent history that i can really think of was um the han solo movie where they hired uh lord and miller the lego guys and the 21 jump street guys uh-huh and everyone's like oh my gosh it's gonna be so great and it's like you already have an uphill battle because like 
no one is Harrison Ford. I like, think that was what I was – that would be have yeah, been my thesis. Like Glenn it? Powell, who I – you know, Glenn pa- – and that's the perfect example. It's like Glenn Powell in the 90s would be Tom Cruise. He would be getting the back-end sure. deals. He'd be opening movies on name only. But now, yeah, he's in Top Gun, but you didn't go see Top Gun because of Glenn Powell. And now he's in Netflix movies with Sidney Sweeney. And hey – Put me in a hundred movies with Sydney Sweeney, straight to v, straight to Tubi, and like, what was that five se- Put it on Vine. Oh I don't care. Like Quibi, Quibi. There it is. That's what I'm thinking of. Like, trust me, the guy is still winning at life. But like, the business is so different. Is that there aren't any movie stars anymore? It like, like I feel, even if if Lord of the Rings came out nowadays, I don't know. What would happen to Vigo Mortensen that happened after where he got like, right. oh, he got Hidalgo and then he got his Oscars right. and then he got his box office. Like, I don't know if that would happen anymore. Yeah. I think I would be like, that was cool. Like, totally. A ha- Let's see. Uh, Khaleesi has been in a few things from right. Game of Thrones. Right. Uh, Jason Momoa is obviously the biggest example, but, but it's because he, he got out huge, early. But he also had a huge career not a huge, but I mean, he was Baywatch. Yeah, he he's was. Had, he's he was kind of grandfathered in too. Yeah, he was. He was a working actor before that, but just other than that, I can think of some people that have been in some stuff. Like you know, uh, you know, Hannah Waddington was you know shame, shame, and she got Ted Lasso for like I don't know if it was from that, but it was like that's her biggest shame role. Shame from what? What is that? Uh, she was uh, in Game of Thrones. She's the the nun oh. going shame behind oh. Cersei. I know. I, did, I didn't know that either. Game of Thrones uh, really likes hiring their tall women. That's they great. love their tall, strong women. <laughs> That's fantastic. But it's like uh, it's it's such a different business now. It's so crazy to think about you know what used to open, what used to make money, like they. You know, you look at The Rock is the perfect example. One of the most famous people on the planet and his movies like outside of Fast and Furious, they don't they do fine. Oh, I have to imagine they do do well. I I think there are people that are going to go see a Rock movie. Not with just The Rock, though. Like Jumanji does very well, but that's kids and that's got Jack Black and Kevin Hart in it. And, you know, and a Jonas Brother and, you know, whoever else is in those movies. Yeah. Crazy, right? Um, (laughs) What? And then Fast and Furious, which has, you know, everybody in the world. Uh, so it is it is strange that one of the biggest celebrities on the planet still can't even, like, just open a movie on name alone. Right. Yeah. I, I think what's also pretty wonderful and what makes the Lord of the Rings trilogy special, too, is I don't know that those guys are doing this movie to be huge megastars also. You know, they got yeah. the, they got the opportunity of a lifetime to be part of something. I, I, do you think they knew while they were doing it how special it was? I think, you know, you watch the behind the scenes stuff. It's kind of like. Um, I haven't watched the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, there's some I haven't watched all of it, but like there's some really good stuff in there. And it's so funny. It's like Alec Guinness being on the set of uh, of Star Wars. Right. And Alec Guinness, who's like in you know, Lawrence of Arabia, right. like, oh my, 
He's like, what? What is my career become? Pew, pew, I'm on, pew, I'm pew. on a cardboard <laughs> spaceship talking to a giant walking dog. Like, wh- what is this? But he's so and necessary be- to that to ground and then, it. And he and then you know it becomes the most the biggest blockbuster in the history of the world. Right. And so it's like I don't think it was like that because you know movies uh, weren't like that then. But you have to imagine Ian McKellen's like I have to I have to talk to a goblin i have to okay i, I mean, think if you don't have the history of the stu- the books doing well like star wars is a logical leap of faith yes you have uh, you know a, a romance drama in space elegantness has every reason to be like i've got co- it's come to this <laughs> yeah but ian mckellen at least can know oh tolkien was a dude you know like an esteemed Well, that's why fellow. I feel like Christopher Lee was always like, I should have been Gandalf because, like, I met, I know J.R. Tolkien. Like, I love that. I feel like we, there has to be like a course in confidence. Be like Christopher Lee. There has to be right? something like that. What do you learn you, about that man? If you are literally the mold for James Bond, I'm, I mean, like, what? You can't do any better. <laughs> oh, what am I going to do in the second half of my life? I guess become an A-list, <laughs> most generational changing actor. Like, I you suppose. know he's a time traveler. Like, he just, like, broke Oh, he's going to appear after we're all dead. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to reincarnate somehow. <laughs> That's fantastic. I was talking to my father last night, um, and he was the uh, inciting incident for me, for lack of a better word, for loving Lord of the Rings. Um, I love Dune because of him. He really saw a lot of uh, things eye to eye artistically, but also like his passion for those things like made me go, mm. I want to feel that too, you know? Um, and the Beatles was another thing that he passed on a love to me with. And we literally were spending an hour talking about the Beatles and he's not the first person to say it. I'm not, I won't be the last but, like, just even to be alive and share the same air as a beetle, let alone yeah. we were, we've been alive for three of them, that's something we're part of history. In that we, You know, we're living in the yeah. middle of a, a huge historic event. Now, just by being part of the Beatles, I, I should say, whether you, whether you like them or not, you think the Stones are good or not, I, you know, it's, there's no contest to the Beatles being something else. Yeah. I don't know that Lord of the Rings is something else. And people have said this before too, but we are in like a heyday of being a nerd. And oh god, yes. Like I know the disillusionment has like started to set in for sure, people. Sure. You know, the Marvel fatigue, but just like I I'm not going to say that I was like reading I I read comic books as a kid, you know. I I liked it and you know, I watched Saturday morning cartoons like a lot of people did. I wasn't going to you know, it's so, all the gatekeeping stuff now. He's like, oh, you're you weren't a real fan. Like I was. I I liked comic books and stuff like that, and no one talked about it. And even it's so crazy. I remember being like at LA Fitness, and a guy had like a Green Lantern shirt on. Was it and Scott like, Rubin? Oh. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And I was just like, where did you get that? He's like, oh, my wife worked on the movie. Because like those at that time, like it wasn't really readily available. Oh, like just wow. for purchase. I was like, oh, where'd you get that shirt, man? I love Green Lantern. He's like, oh, my wife worked on the movie. So she gave me that. I was like, oh, OK, that makes that's, sense. That's actually next level because like that you're what you're saying is it's not like you can just go on Amazon and get like a, a rad Green Lantern shirt. And now it is like wow. and I always I always compliment Hot Topic. Hot Topic. You can make fun of them all day. They 
rolled with the punches like no store I've ever seen. Wow. They're like, yeah, we do band shirts and studded belts and, you know, goth makeup. And you, when you walk in, you know, heavy metal is playing. I got my awesome. first thong there. From Hot Topic? <laughs> I didn't know they sell seats. It, okay, the very short version of the story is I think I had to get permission to buy it. My mom said, okay. hey, you can buy a thong. I loved Hot Topic. I would go get Who a didn't? pin. I, I had a shirt that said, I love Johnny Knoxville. You know, there's certain a Jimmy it. Eat World shirt. There's like certain things. For sure. That it, I, it was a great store to go into. Yeah. And they had a thong. I said, mom, can I buy it? It wasn't like a crazy design. It didn't look, it wasn't comfortable. And also, I didn't know that I liked thongs until... I, I didn't like thongs. At, this thong was my disillusionment <laughs> from thong. It wasn't good. Yeah. I was also 13 or 14. Anyway, yeah. it's black with a white trim. And it was like, with a special pocket. And I was like, great. I don't know what that pocket's for, but I guess I could put change in there if I want to. <laughs> <Change>. <laughs> I've done this twice in my young life. I okay. didn't realize... The pocket was for a condom. Because <laughs> that's what... Oh. <laughs> I just thought it had this cool little pocket. Um, oh probably It was God. probably for drugs or something, honestly. But it was definitely for a condom. And I had this really risque thong. Uh, anyway, I won't show the other story because it's a little too not PG. It's a little too not PG for this this podcast. But maybe on our, our extra Patreon stuff, I'll sh yeah. share the story of going to Spencer's Gifts. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spencer's next level. I was a little too young to understand what I was purchasing. Let's just put it that way. Anyway, so but, you, Hot Topic rolls with the punches. I can't wait to hear what you said to see. But it's just like they, they went from that kind of stuff. Uh, like they were like a kind of like a PG-13 Spencer's Gifts kind of place to they've got a whole wall of anime, Marvel, DC, nerd stuff now. Like like Box Lunch is a, is a newer store that's kind of like that some, too. Some nice stuff. Yeah, but like Hot Topic is basically like, yeah, they've still got their band t-shirt. So if you want to get, you know, your alt rock and your Paramore shirt and whatever, but they also have Taylor Swift shirts. They've also got, you know, uh, Justin Bieber shirts like they they they've kept their look and they've kept their brand. You know, they didn't even change like the the crazy flame writing man Hot Topic, <laughs> but they sell everything now. And, you know, people, you know. Like you look at a like I walked by Abercrombie when I did my shopping and they have finally started to like adjust to fashion now. Like before they're like, no, we're still putting the moose on everything. We're still putting our logo on everything like we refuse oh. to change. But now they're like, OK, we've got some regular stuff here. It's still way overpriced. But I'm just like, OK, so, you know, people uh, eventually they roll with the changes. But and the thing is, like. Just as a side note about Abercrombie, it should be a basic store. It could be yes. a very successful basic store if it didn't hold tight to preppy. Yeah. Like, that's why, like, I think, I don't know if Abercrombie will be around forever. I know Hollister will be. Why? Hollister, Do you think so? I thought that would be, like, it's the first cheap. to go. Oh. It's so cheap. That's the thing. Holl Abercrombie, like, it has had waves and I think Europeans still like Abercrombie. Sure. Um, but Hollister, even if it's just their $30 jeans, they are wow. good quality and they are $30. Yeah, I think that has – I mean, I think about the, the limited's gone and that was kind of affordable. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know that – I, 
I, I, I'll, I'll put a bet here. I, I bet you Hollister will be gone in 10 years. I'm going to put a bet down. It I'll doesn't take have, that bet, honestly. I, don't, I haven't heard the, anyone say the word Hollister in 10 years, so I don't It's not think, for us. <laughs> that's also true. Yeah. That's also true. Well, I, it's, what, we're kind of, what we were kind of here to do today, which I think we've accomplished it in a weird way. It's 10 just, out of 10 segue. I, I, <laughs> I'm a professional. Okay. What? 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you, can't, you can't get this content anywhere else, folks. Half-assed. Not even... Mowage! <laughs> Mowage! <laughs> I love... Oh, my God. I get him confused with the friar in Robin Hood Mer Men in Tights. Okay. Because they get it. Not the friar, because the friar is Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. But, like, there's also um, someone that's marrying Maid Marion. Okay. And they all hate that guy, too, because he, like, there's just, it's just, like, two great jokes about those, like, but I always feel like it's the same guy or something. There is, anyway, my brain always conflates those two. Anyway, moving right along. Spaceballs is wonderful. Yes, it is. We, what we did for the last few but months. You, wait, Spaceballs? We talked about Maywitch. Princess Bride. Oh, see, I'm telling you, I get confused because then there's the sleepy, there's the sleepy priest in, there's like three scenes where marriage happens and I get confused. And so two of them are Mel Brooks movies. The dad... Thank you. The dad in Spaceballs is the is like the annoying person when the marriage is happening in Men in Tights. And the Men in Tights scene reminds me of the the Princess Bride scene, probably only because of Carrie Yules. That's probably it. Got it. <laughs> but okay. there's some joking crossover. Please, if I'm not the only one, someone tell me. Anyway, Ben and I have been watching these movies alongside with you, our friends, enjoying them, deep diving into them. I think one of the things we wanted to do before we move on to what our 2024 content is going to be is just kind of like talk about them as a whole. Um, we don't have to deep dive into it at all, but like I think one of the things I wanted to like ask you about specifically was... How do you think it'll change your future watchings after we have done this? Like, what do you look forward to now? Has it changed your opinion? Do you feel like you have a different relationship with Lord of the Rings? Kind of like an open-ended question. I think my main one is probably Return of the King. Like, I think the first two, I think, are perfect movies. And then just, like, the more I think about it, the more I don't like the, the double ghost reveal. Yeah, sure. Um, and I think that's probably my biggest change to this, where it's, it didn't, like, ruin anything for me or anything like that, but that was, like, my biggest thing, or, like, yeah, like, I don't, I really don't like that story beat of the double reveal or the, you know, the pirate ship charge. Um, it should have just been the one. Uh, but other than that, you know, it, it has been really fun, you know, examining these movies like through a different kind of lens i don't know how much it's changed uh my viewing of them but i 
it's just been really great, like viewing them through a different lens that I hadn't before. I wonder if they kept in, in the extended version, the scene with the ghosts charging the ships because that's Peter Jackson's cameo. Because if you don't keep it, you only get the quick cut of seeing the Corsairs when Gandalf is talking about them. It's true. Uh, yeah, I think he's in that shot, though. He is. He but is, yeah. Not long enough. It's not like him belching into the screen or, you know, yeah. or into the camera. I wonder if he includes that in the extended version simply because it's his funny moment. It's very possible because that is like his biggest one. Like, it's funny. I think in two of the in two of the cameos, he dies <laughs> like because he dies at Helm's Deep. Yep. Uh, and then he dies on the ship and I'm I'm trying like I know he's, you know, obviously in Brie with the carrot, but I'm like, does he get stabbed later somewhere? In well, he probably like, dies because I think some people die in Brie. I imagine. Right. It could be canon and then he dies in all three. I that's the thing. I I, like, I feel like he should have been uh, the lantern guy that like gets swiped by the in fellowship. I feel like that would have been a but it's, it's so funny because his. His cameos are really subtle and you could tell it's so funny. You don't think they're subtle because you notice them, but then you watch the Hobbit and you see him do the carrot thing again. But this time he's like, nom to the camera. I'm like, Oh, I get it. We love you, Peter. But I mean, Hey, you know what? He deserved that cameo. Cause that, that shoot seems to have been hell. But <laughs> here's the thing. It probably feels like it's egregious and, and hammy because we know it's him. Yeah. If you don't know it's him, you just think it's like another bar guy with no eye who's being amazing, you know, That's and true. using his five seconds on the camera to really chew the scenery. Like, like I don't ever remember blinking an eye. It just it does it does effectively fill out the world, and he he uses what he looks like to the best of his ability. Yeah, like he would. He would just blend right into that time. Big old bushy beard, like crazy. He should have been a hobbit, but it totally, yeah, it totally works. I, I just think that because we know it's him, um, we're we're going okay. Tone it down. You know, it's not it's not like he's. Do any Tarant hobbits have beards? I don't think hobbits have beards. I actually have not seen a bearded hobbit. I just I was just thinking about that. That's a really good point. Are they like? Like dudes who who can't grow beards, can you grow? They a beard? might all be baby faced for a reason. Like that might oh. be part of their like kind of genetics or something. I didn't. I had, I honestly hadn't even realized it until just now. Because like the leader, so even if thinking about rings of power, right? The Harfoots, they don't have. He's beards. got the he's got the mutton chops. He does have he mutton does. chops. So that would betray his ability to grow a beard. I don't know. I've got pretty patchy face hair too. So, <laughs> but can you grow a mutton chop? I probably could. I could probably go mutton chops. I <laughs> feel. Don't. I feel the Please. feel the little stubs right here. Please don't. <laughs> oh no! You look terrible. <laughs> no, I just wouldn't. You're just not the vibe for it, man. Yeah. Um, also, I wanted to point out that your I love your new Twitch handle. Oh, thank you. It's uh, it's a nice little nod to Lord of the Rings, folks. It is. You're the Twitch television strider. Yep. It's it's good. I like it. I think that's a I think it's a good reshifting. Re I'm proud. Yeah, I'm proud of you. you. Um, yeah. So there's I, something I wanted to talk about. Yeah, let's um, go. Let's and do it, it. And it relates to Legolas. So there's an anime. 
okay. which I I really do suggest you watch because I think you'd actually really like it. Okay. It's called. I, I don't not like anime. Yeah, it's called Freerun Beyond Journey's End, and what it's about is that it's a really cool perspective because like usually this anime it's like a fantasy anime. She's an elf. Um, Freerun's an elf who's like four thousand years old. And usually this anime would be about the journey that they take to defeat the evil demon lord. And that would be the anime. But what this anime is about is that it takes place after they've defeated it. And it's an elf, a, a man, a dwarf, and a, and a priest who's like another man. And that's like their, you know, their, their D&D group basically. Yeah. And at the, the first episode, they're like, oh, we've defeated the demon lord and we'll go our separate ways. And their journey, their adventure took 10 years. So for everybody else, Whoa. huge part of their life, Whoa. you know, obviously they defeated the demon lord. So it's this amazing thing. But for Freerun, she's 4,000 years old. 10 years is nothing. Wow. And, you know, like, yeah, we defeated the demon lord. Cool. And then she just keeps it, you know, keeps going on her solo adventures. And, like, I don't want to even spoil the, the, the first episode because it's so good. Wow. Um, but, like, the whole anime is about how she's, like, kind of rediscovering her humanity or, like, discovering it for the first time and, like, finding out with, like, oh, maybe, like, I should appreciate the small things in life and do different things. And it's really, really interesting. And it got me thinking. And I think I even I made a TikTok about this where it's, like, is that how Legolas feels? Where oh. Legolas has been alive for 1,100 years and we see at the end of this thing, like a year to the day, this right. journey took a year or maybe, you know, 10 months. Cause you right. know how long it took them to get back to, to Hobbiton a year, 10 months of Legolas's life is nothing. It is literally nothing. And, you know, we never see Legolas cheer. We never see him celebrate. He is always calm. He's always collected. And even just like, Oh, okay. The, the ring is blowing up. Let me, let me, face pose here real quick for the camera um so is that how legolas feels about this adventure where it's like yeah this was this was cool i, I you know i made a new best friend and that's really important to me but maybe that like, i honestly think like him making friends with gimli is like more important than destroying the ring for him honestly oh totally um i i think the the bond he made with gimli is his huge takeaway absolutely yeah that's if he gets well first of all legolas goes to val uh, uh valinor he's got yeah. to right so his his stint on middle earth isn't much longer no and okay so this is actually bringing up a lot of interesting questions for me first of all i'll i'll start here legolas thinks he's going to die at almost every turn, which I don't know that he's experienced to this acute of an, uh, of an acute of a, of a time. Right. So like, I'm sure let's, let's talk about the Hobbit, right? If we allow the Hobbit movies to be canon, he's absolutely under duress trying to kill a hundred goblins in one. Yeah. You know, like he's, he's not, uh, um, I, I prefer the version of like Lasso like really hasn't had to go up through against all of this yeah. and is kind of like a newbie going, what, a Balrog? Oh my God, no. You know, like him actually being legitimately scared, kind of being an adolescent in this. But 
we can assume in his 1100 years of life, he's experienced some stuff. And then, like you're saying, it's a drop in the bucket to him. Mm-hmm. What I think he's com- coming up against with Sauron, correct me if I'm wrong, is life or death scenario after life and death scenario after another. Like, the stakes have never been higher. I I don't know that... I think he's literally facing his mortality. Granted. Even Haldir, they go into Valinor, they're going to reincarnate in some, you know, they're, even after they die, they, yeah. they, their spirit goes somewhere, like, reliably. I think Legolas is preparing the entire time for his imminent death. What's also interesting is Legolas at any point could turn around and just go, peace, I'm going to Valinor. I don't, I don't have any yeah. fight, I don't have any stake in this fight. And he doesn't. So it's kind of like awesome on his part, right? Like that he chooses to fight to the end of whatever version of his end of life will be for Middle Earth that he doesn't have to have a stake in anymore. Hopefully it doesn't sound like I'm jumping around too much. But my point is, after the ring is destroyed, there has to be some trauma there. He, the, the, the extreme versions of events he's just experienced even if it is like a day or two in the extent of like, you know, comparatively only like, let's just say it's like truly a month of his life rather than a whole year based off Mm. of how old he is. I think it's still huge what he's gone through. I think it still leaves an impact. It probably changes his worldview. See, that's the thing. I don't know if it does. You don't think so? I don't know if he's got any trauma. I don't know if he is like, I like, I'd love to know. What either way, I honestly would love if there was any, you know, like manuscript or scribblings that, you know, I know there's a ton of those that Tolkien left behind, but just like I'd love to know how Legolas felt about this and what his view was. It was like, yeah, that was cool. Like, oh, yeah, we, in college we did some crazy things or, you know, something like I don't know. I don't know how he feels because, like, crazy you said, thought experiment, dude. This is a fascinating question because, like, you said, you know canonically in the books he's a teenager and especially with his dad everything we know about his dad he probably doesn't have a lot of life experience out before this he was probably homeschooled literally and like maybe he's left the forest maybe not i honestly don't know but like his whole extent of of like life-threatening thing would be like fighting spires spiders in mirkwood right and and i think the spiders even stay far away from the elves as possible and they're in you know what i mean like the thing about, like, the elves that isn't really depicted well in the movies is, like, they're partying, you know? like All the time. They're partying all the time. They can clear their camp within a second. Like, they're, there's, they're really magical in The Hobbit, which is fascinating. Yeah, Legolas, like, really uh, played, like, a ringer. Like, you know when you go to a party and some guy's like, oh, beer pong? What? Oh, I don't know. Dun, 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 dun. Game over. <laughs> you just got sc- That was Legolas when he, like, in, in Return of the King, he was like, oh, a drinking game? For me, <laughs> I don't. I've never heard those words put oh, together. Oh no! You, <laughs> what do you do? Like no, elves are. They have nothing else to do. They are beautiful, immortal beings that have already, you know, welded the most perfect armor and swords and built the most perfect kingdoms. Now they're just partying because time's up on Middle <laughs> I, Earth. Like I love that. It's so true. Last call. The lights are coming up. 
The music's getting softer, and they're just like, oh, uh, let me get one more drink in. Like, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Exactly. Literally. <laughs> I know who I want to take me home. So what if, what if it's this? What if it's his last gasp of adolescence? And this is his entrance into adulthood. What do the Amish do? The rum springer? The rum springer. Yeah. Yep. That's it's, it. That's what this is. Whoa. I I think he comes back to the Mennonites and it's like, I didn't realize how scary life is. <laughs> I don't like technology. <laughs> exactly. Like, it was cool. I got herpes. I got to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you can get herpes from sitting on a toilet, okay? <laughs> uh, I know you can. <laughs> I don't know if that's 100% true. I don't know if that's true either. I feel I like that's I like one it. of those like wives' tales. Like, oh, it, I, 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 it is. Okay. House, House used it in one of the episodes we just watched to get the husband to admit he was cheating as like a, a scapegoat going, oh, that must have been how we got it. And House is like, no. It means <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewatch some House episodes because he's like, that's one of the things because like TikTok would be like, oh, here's a fun cat video. Here's, you know, a goofy stunt. Oh, here's three minutes of spotlight uh okay i mean I, i'm gonna watch it because sure, it's great sure but i need more i need more three minute clips of house yeah i get like a, i get like a lot of chicago md and so i'm like this is trash don't give me why this. are I, you getting that i don't know because i feel like like yeah i get my uh like cosplay thirst traps and my gym videos and you know my anime edits and stuff like that but then they're also like i I know on your phone you listen to Nickelback, so here's some dad stuff for you. Here's some, you know, burn notice on your TikTok, and it's like, okay, I, I'm okay with all these things, but start giving like here, uh, start giving me house clips. I'm, I'm just talking into my phone right yes. now. I'd like to see House MD. Do a like search on search on TikTok. You will start getting them for sure. Yeah, and you're totally right because. A, a 30 second clip of house of Hugh Laurie, just like, man, that it's like serotonin to the brain. It's, he's so good. It is le legitimately such a good show. Like I said, don't ever watch them back to back because it gets real repetitive. Um, but man, weekly, it's unbeatable. So one of the things I think I also wanted us to talk about today is what the rest of the season well not not the rest of the season but like what are we doing in 2024 um we know that rings of power is coming back in 2024 um i didn't know that that was official until ulrich posted in our discord about it um they're supposed to be focusing on sauron's blood so it will be definitely gearing up for that um what else do you want to talk about this year I definitely want to do a rewatch of the episodes um, at a certain sure. point. Like we don't have to, because if it is coming back in 2024, I need to rewatch the season because I don't remember much besides them really avoiding me. The word ring, <laughs> which I find hilarious. Well, so yeah, one of the things I think we need an item <laughs> circular in shape. Not big a enough bracelet? for the head. <laughs> no, no, smaller. Hmm. If only there was a word. And they must be powerful. <laughs> you put it on on your person. Yes, yes. You must be wearing it at all times. Maybe on your hand. 
Maybe. Oh, maybe. Ugh. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Um, I actually think that could be really enjoyable. Um, like doing since, since we did already like with with Alex do the all the episodes. I think doing like a second pass on them. How how do we feel about everything? Yeah. Now that like I don't want to say the bloom is off the rose, but maybe like now that we're not. Ooh, oh my phrase. god, we're so psyched that Middle Earth is back, which I was. So I'd like to revisit them now that I'm like, okay, what are they really like? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Um, I think we should do that sooner than later. Uh, The the thing is, we just don't know when the second season's coming out in 2024. It'd be kind of fun to do that as a lead up. But I do love the idea of doing that. Um, uh, And and we can kind of do a little bit of what Alex and I did too, is like, let's deep dive into some of these characters if we want to or... Man, I, I I'm actually I'm really distracted because like I can't wait to watch more, watch it again to like just watch a Rondier shoot arrows. He's so that's hot. One good, that is one good looking man. He really is. Um, I yeah, I think that sounds good because I don't really have an answer either. But I think we want to know from you folks what you want from us um, as well. Uh, we are we have boosted our Patreon. There's new perks. You could be just like Arsenal Roy 2K and get that executive producer shout out if you want. You could be the person that has the one ring. Only one person gets to be the uh, Sauron, basically, of our Patreon for $100 a month. I don't know why you'd want to give us that money, but you get to have the title and you get a cool shirt that comes along with it. Um, But also you'll get you'll be the only people that get the video of this podcast. Hello, Penguin. Oh, her eyes are beautiful. They're so yellow, too. I know. I don't really see a yellow-eyed cat all that often. You can't hear? These are the belly pads of the big babies? Yeah, that's a big baby who really loves you. So you will get a lot of penguin content, a lot of cat content, guys. And also, I think if it's up to Jess, we'll air the unedited version of, of the video. Because there's definitely a moment in this episode, which I think you should save this video because I think it'd be worth it. We could, we could backlog it. I have allergies. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. You know what? So F- you're trying F- to it. sell a little more. I'm wearing a robe. Oh, no. <laughs> I think people will be sorely disappointed if they you sign up for not. Patreon. <laughs> they don't know that it's a white cotton robe and not a red silk one. <laughs> My kimono. Right. I think I like that. I my instinct was the same was you get the unedited version of our video podcast at a Patreon at the Patreon tier of $5. Why the heck not? Uh, cuz you know, even though we're PG on the podcast streams, we make mistakes. We make mistakes. <laughs> and also me not having to edit the video, chef's kiss. <laughs> oh, it's the best. Absolutely. I love that. Um, anyway, help us grow in 2024. Just a quick, quick trigger warning. Jess is super racist. So there's all <laughs> kinds of <laughs> Not against like in real life. She's just like really middle earth racist. <laughs> I won't even refute that. It's true. <laughs> and oddly misogynist too. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like out of left field. Like oh, they, they knew better in Middle Earth. War is no place for a woman. Am I we right, guys? Should, we should go back to those times. Ben doesn't, Ben's quit twice just because of my takes. You guys are really going to get fresh. fresh you're going to look at us with Our fresh Our A1 eyes. episode is actually three hours long. Of- <laughs> it was a 
impossible for me to edit, dude. Honestly, Jess wasn't even going to be here. Today's January 6th. She was going to be very, very busy. She was going to be storming Minas Tirith and take back the kingdom for Denethor. Lord stole the election. <laughs> Have you seen Aragorn's son's laptop? It's crazy, dude. Send him to jail. I don't care. That and that's that's what people don't get. They're like, yeah, what about Hunter Biden? Okay, put him in jail. Oh, Bill Clinton is on Epstein's list. Put him in jail. Yes, I when, don't care. Yeah, dude. Like no one's like holding on to Democrats as these like precious like. Yeah. No, my, my mom said this to me very early on when Biden was elected. She's like, so, you like what he's doing? It's <laughs> like, it's <No>. better. <laughs> no, like, he lied to us, too. He said he was going to, you know, relieve student debt and free health care and all this stuff. And we didn't get any of that. We're pretty pissed, too. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I'm not going to say what, I, what just crossed my mind, but I will say this. I, I'm sure, I'm positive Joe Biden is not doing well. No. He's still better. He's still better. Yeah. He, I just saw an ad on my Instagram where he's next to Obama, which is like awesome to see, right? It's cool to see Obama. Obama's doing almost all the talking and Biden is slurring through the two lines he has. Oh no, it's it's he, It's bad. It's so bad. It's still better. It's still better. It's and still and better. it's like it's so funny cuz I I I'm I'm assuming Gavin Newsom is going to be the next one. It's going to mm. be um 20 I can see that. 2028 i'm assuming that um and you think that like oh why isn't he running this year look at ron desantis look at ron like because everybody thought ron desantis was gonna be that guy he's like you know oh owning the libs in florida all this stuff bro never before has the lights been too bright for somebody He's, it's, yeah, literally folding under. I mean... It's wild. Is, I mean, is there a strategy, though, where they wanted Ron to really make... Uh, th to do this in order to, like, make Trump still look like the best candidate? I don't know. He legitimately looks like a robot, though. <laughs> no. What, um, how does Scott... Ruben refer to him De De DeSantis or something like like just ruins his name. Anyway, I think <laughs> you're I think you're totally <laughs> what I said his name. What <laughs> you just said like how does Scott refer to him like DeSantis? No, oh, he's he, I know he's sick burn Scott. <laughs> I know it's not even it's not even it's because he watches these guys like Sam Sater who like who yeah. um say God Elon if you're Musk. listening I'm so sorry. <laughs> Who says Elon Musk's name like a law and like they just try like not, yeah. I don't know but like Scott always goes you mean DeSantis <laughs> like he he just he tries to burn him that way and it doesn't work but anyway yeah. you buried you got you got exactly what I was going for um if you want more political hot takes from us too folks expect that in 2024 oh yeah Denethor was right <laughs> oh, <stop>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorman did nothing wrong Prima acted alone right um the we can't do this show without you we need your support go over Helm's to patreon was an inside job <laughs> i mean the two towers reference is right there i'm gonna stop it's, okay i wasn't gonna do that that's you that's all you hey it is it is still crazy that that title made it like when 
when like what was it crash by dave matthews was banned from the radio right uh and uh, uh sunday bloody sunday and all this stuff and then a year later not even a year later like you know f- six months later when the trailer came out the two towers like oh, man it's just the kiwis decaf no, they don't. And, you, you know, it's so funny. You asked earlier, uh, you know, oh, would would this happen today with, you know, Peter Jackson and stuff? Like, we just saw it not happen with Dune. Like, they literally told Denis Villeneuve, you can make part one. We don't know if there's going to be a God, part two. God, that's such a good point. Like, he did get to make the sprawling epic he wanted to make. But with a bunch of strings. With so, like, and that's the thing is that, like, people were like, oh, this is going to be the full story. And then, you know, at the – because to be fair, it was not advertised as a part one. It said part one when the when the credits, you know, opened. But everyone was kind of surprised when that happened because they're like, oh, well, part two hasn't been announced. And, you know, because right. I feel like it would save money to just film both parts like back-to-back like they did with this. Right. Uh, rather than, you know, make – you know, throw the costumes in storage for a year or whatever. Or- but, yeah, there was – there was a big – and it's so funny because, like, everyone's like, oh, go see Dune. Support this movie. So it's like a support Warner Brothers. Like, we right. have to do this. Like, this isn't some indie movie. Like, he didn't go fund me this thing. Like, but God, that's, that's so where right. we are in the business is that you do have to do that. Like, like everyone's like – you know, we talked about Barbenheimer where it's like, oh, these are two major studios – Fighting for a billion dollar box office, but everyone's like, the movies are back, baby. Like, we missed this. We missed blockbusters. And it's crazy. God, what a good point. Yeah, having to be like, you can't get a project made unless you've already had a successful YouTube channel that was, yeah. So it's a very interesting world we're living in. Well, Ben. This has been absolutely enjoyable. Thank you for giving me the places to where I have to cut out all my misogyny and racism. Um, folks, if you want to watch it, <laughs> I didn't anticipate that this episode was going to be on our Patreon. Looks like it's going to be. So I yeah. hope you enjoy it. <laughs> no edits except for the tiny pee breaks that we have to take. You can go over to patreon.com forward slash pot of the rings. You can go follow Ben Goddard on TikTok doing excellent content. At Ben Goddard. And uh, I'm up to my streaming. So if you want to come. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, I'm at least doing it two days a week right now, we're going through um, Disco Elysium. If you've ever played Disco Elysium, you know it's a heavy, crazy game. We're really enjoying it. Um, I've played it already, so I'm kind of rushing through some parts. But um, I'm trying to, like, follow one direct line. of it. Basically, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure kind of mm-hmm. game. And I'm tr- I'm trying to like experience some things in the game you can't experience unless you on- you focus on the path really hard. So got it. Um, so you can follow me at Jessica Nerdy on Twitch. Do it. Yep. So join us for next week. And until then, Mayor Paz meet again. 